folks, it's Andrea. Stay tuned after the episode for a special bonus segment. All right, enjoy the show. Hello, how are you? I'm all right. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Good. good, good, good. What's going on? Busy weekend? No? Uh, no. I mean, I've been spending all of my um, weekend preparing for the patty. Um, the patty and the Gladys? Gladys. Mm-hmm. It's going to be epic. Yeah. And I've been, you know, we are taping actually early. Yes. So, so that we be present yeah. for the aunties. Mm-hmm. For the festivities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we are um yeah, so um mm. this is wait tell me everything. Yes, it is. I'm Andrea. I'm Kristen. And we just like to talk. A lot apparently. <laughs> um, and um yeah, we've missed you guys. I guess the last couple of weeks we haven't been on. Yeah, we just could not um, deal the first week, right? Because of Chadwick Boseman dying, um, Mm -hmm. which was such a shock. Um, And still, I feel like is unbelievable. Um, So, I mean, we lost our superhero. Like, it's, it's crazy. And just like the reaction of like the babies that we know and who mm-hmm. like were obsessed with Black Panther. Um, yesterday I was at the Walmart girl. Mm-hmm. I pick up my little um I always want to say anti immunity, but that's not a good thing and that's not what I would want. <laughs> you don't but... want to not be immune. Yeah, it's like active immunity. That's okay. what it's called. But I always want to say anti because everything is like every medicine is like anti-inflammatory, anti oh, this, right. anti that. Okay. So right. um, yeah, so the active immunity um, that I I'm looking for, I went to Target. They didn't have it, so I went to I was like, let me go to Walmart. Um, so they had it. So I'm parking at Walmart, my you know local neighborhood Walmart, and next to me on my right, on my left rather was a Black Panther like car. Mm-hmm. Like it was like covered in like Black Panther and then like different people. And I was like, wow. And I wanted to take a picture, but when I was leaving out the person um whose car that belonged to was there. So I was like, okay, let me not mm-hmm. take a picture of their car. Although I'm like if a car like that, you you probably be more than happy to. I'm sure that they are yeah. literally stopped for photographs. So uh-huh. um 
Oh, yeah. If there's been, I mean, already, I feel like within hours of the announcement, there were murals going up with with his image um, in my neighborhood. Like, just, you know, like, I was like, whoever does these, whoever these talented artists are, um, who, like, just are able to the spur of the moment like yes you know, like spur right, of the moment yeah. like and throw it up like i feel like like throw these like giant murals up on these blank spaces um like within a matter of hours it seems like um so yeah it all mm-hmm. it's just all so sudden and tra- you know just tragic for anyone that young to die um and to have been battling, you know, now that we're getting, we've gotten the story that he's, you know, had been battling colon cancer for the last four years. Um, it's also just mind-boggling, you know, just how much work that he got, accomplished, that mm-hmm. he, yeah, that he pushed out and did in that time. So, so yeah, so it's been a lot of processing. And like you said, just like the sheer symbolism of it, you know, of him being like, um, so wrapped up into the um um the whole black panther um movie and you know the symbolism of a black superhero and um and just what that all feels like especially in the middle of this or coming out of this summer of just um so much um racial summer of whack yeah just just... yeah racial injustice and police brutality and demonstrations and this damn pandemic um that's you know adversely affecting black and brown communities and um all of this all of this going on and you know to add to that the grief of um of losing um someone who as an actor was just a huge um you know just just a Mm -hmm. huge talent um and then um on top of that having him you know be you know the face of the black panther um who you know so it's just it's just too much it's just too much Mm -hmm. too much too much so so yeah so that was um that's what happened that week we were just beside ourselves (laughs) yeah it wasn't happening i'm like it just was not happening i wasn't feeling it I was like, no thanks. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, it was too much going on. So we're back though. We're back though. I, honestly, the only good thing, or like only like really exciting thing, and I posted about this um, was, um, you know, I'm obsessed with Austin Channing Brown. Right? <laughs> like she's, I love her book. I think she's terrific, um, and she. Um, the I think it was the same day you know that it was announced um that evening she posted on her page on her Facebook page um she posted um so, something to the effect of like black people I just want you to know I love you I love you I love you like you know I'm here like it was just kind of like just like a shout out you know and mm-hmm. so I commented on it and said you know we love you back and then she actually like reacted to my comment with like a little like mm. huggy emoji, Aww. and I was like, oh. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, oh, I you read my comment. <laughs> it was just very cool. Um, so I mean, I, I feel like at this point, like 
um, she's starting to blow up, but I do feel like she still does her own, like some of her own social media. So um, that was kind of yeah. You have those people who do still. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was kind of cool. Um, so yeah. So that's what's been. That's what was going on a couple of weeks ago. Now, you know, in California, we are like burning. We are on fire everywhere. Um, even now, I just saw a thing where uh, in Arcadia, they're starting some new evacuations because of the Bobcat fire that's been burning in the San Gabriel um, Mountains and Arcadia, Monrovia. What else is over there? Like Altadena, like all those like foothill communities, um, La Cañada, I think all of those like are mm-hmm. uh, facing the San Gabriel Mountains. But um, so I reached out to some of our mutual friends today, too, because I was like, I didn't even realize how close it was to Monrovia until I saw somebody else, uh, some random person on my feed posted like a picture of Monrovia. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, it's like the sign uh, for the Monrovia like main street you know like the banner that like kind of like sits over the main street and like right in the background is like the the mountain like in flames and i was like Mm. um hold on a second i did not realize this fire was that close to our friend's town you know so i and i had just been like texting with them or whatever you know so i was sort of like wait one second so i texted them this morning like hey just saw this photo like are you guys okay like you know so thankfully they're in the safety zone haven't been asked to evacuate yet so definitely praying that it stays that way um and um but yeah it's just the air quality here is terrible I'm actually really surprised to see like right now like for the first time in days there's some people out on the uh, tennis court which I would not be like I honestly like I've been keeping the windows closed there's so much ash in the air like it's not um, like my, uh, I think it was my sister was telling me that by them, like ash was falling like snow, you know, cause they're also very close to some fires. Like I think Sheesh. their, their neighborhood is only like 17 miles from like one of the very big fires up in the central California area. Um, yeah. and, um, so they were getting like actual like drifts of like ash whereas here we're getting like the residue and so all the cars are covered in ash you can't see it falling but like you can see that obviously it's it's in the air um so i'm really surprised to see like people running around the tennis court right now i guess like they're just like tired of it but i'm like i'm having trouble breathing you know like my allergies are like on fire i'm taking a decongestant and i feel like i sound even more nasal than normal because i'm definitely only breathing out of like one nostril right now um and um, I've been taking, like, extra asthma medicine, you know, just preventative to try to, like, stay ahead of it. But it's ugly outside. So I think I mean, the only good thing is I feel like the last time we recorded, it was, like, 100 and gazillion degrees here. Um, or at least mm-hmm. it felt like it was. Um, at least now, like, the, it's actually a lot cooler. And today there's a breeze. So I do feel like some of this is getting, like, pushed out, hopefully, towards the ocean. Um, or south at least, or you know, just away somewhere, <laughs> anywhere, just not here. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's bad. I, people are really, and obviously, in, incredibly worse for people who are like losing property, and there's definitely been lives lost. Um, right. So it's um, it's a bad situation all around. Jeez. Hmm. Um, so anyhow, that's what's going on over here. 
we're we're uh we're back we're ready to talk mm-hmm. shall we jump into the news we shall we shall okay so i'm going to start with this story that's still breaking and developing it just happened yesterday uh really sad this is from the la times dateline um september 12th and updated today on the 13th the headline is two la deputies shot in ambush attack recovering after surgery um so um these two sheriff deputies um are recovering after being shot Saturday evening in Compton in what authorities describe as an ambush that was captured on surveillance video. The video released by the department shows a man walking up to the deputy's parked patrol car, pulling out a gun and firing several times into the front seat area from the passenger side. The assailant is seen Mm -hmm. then running from the scene on Sunday. Officials asked for the public's help to locate the person who opened fire. Now, I watched this video and it's one, it's super short. Like it's fast. Like it's like maybe like a 12 second video. And I don't know how anyone's going to be able to (laughs) identify this person. Uh, Even the fact that they call him a gun man. Like I'm like, it, it, now, you know, it's a man. Yeah. Like I was like, I could be, I mean, like, I feel like, are we saying man just because it's this is like, you know, just the likelihood of it being a woman. It's a man. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it man do be, crap like this. This is yeah. the man-like thing to do. <laughs> this is the man-like thing to do. Like, I don't know. Vigilante. All the vigilantes we know All are, the you know, in yeah. lore. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Men. So, like, I just, you know, it's just somebody. And they have on, like, baggy clothes. Like, kind of, like, baggy, like, shorts. Like, like long shorts, it seems like. Because their pants don't go all the way to their ankle. And like a baggy top, like almost like a like a big sweatshirt or a big jacket that's like very loose. Their face is covered with a. They have a mask on and they have a hat on. So I'm like, oh, how are you? Unless you like, unless you were there and somehow like saw this person. Like this video, I feel like is not going to, um, you know, pin anybody for sure. but it is really startling. Like, he does just randomly walk up to this car and shoots into the open window, which is just horrible. Um, the sheriff's department reported that the shooting occurred around 7 near the Blue Line station at Willowbrook Avenue. Uh, they said mm-hmm. one male deputy and one female deputy were ambushed as they sat in their patrol vehicle. Both sustained multiple gunshot wounds and are, are in critical condition. The deputies were listed in critical condition but were expected to survive. Um, Sheriff Alex Villanueva on Sunday called the condition of the deputies a double miracle. Law enforcement sources told LA Times that at least one of the deputies was shot in the face and the other in the head. Um, which makes sense too, because, um, I mean, at least I, I feel like most LA, like uh, sheriff's deputies in particularly, um, in particular where, um, you know, they always have a, like a vest on a bulletproof vest on or whatever. So, um, but still like getting shot in the face and the head, that is like insane. So, um, this is so sad. Like the two injured deputies, one of them is a 31 year old mom of a six year old boy. The other is a 24 year old man. Um, and they were both sworn in just 14 months ago. So they're like brand new. Uh, so, um, lots of comments from different officials, sheriff's detectives on Thursday shot and killed, um, um, they noted that 
that the sheriff's detectives on Thursday shot and killed a man in Compton who said they opened fire on them who opened fire on them as they served a search warrant every week across the nation. Someone is losing their life in this line of duty. He said, this is just another grim reminder of that. Um, Assemblyman Reggie Jones Sawyer, a Democrat from South Los Angeles also spoke to the news conference. He said, this was unprovoked. And this is an unprovoked cowardly act. The individual will be caught and justice will prevail tonight. We must as a community condemn the act of the perpetrator. More importantly, we must come together and pray for the officers because they are heroes. Um, so it's just, I mean, I just feel like it's such a, a continuation of mm-hmm. all of everything that's been going on this whole summer. I mean, for, I mean, obviously like, Everything that's going on this whole summer has been the culmination of things that's been going on for decades. Ever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just, I just think people are just so, and this is obviously not, this is not the answer. Uh, Rand- this is not the answer, but like we knew that this, you kind of knew that this was going to happen. This is going to start happening. I mean, you yeah. didn't want it to, but you kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's bad. You know, there's, um, there's just no, there's nothing, um, to, um, there's nothing redeeming <laughs> here. No. Um, and so, you know, hopefully these, these two do survive, um, despite their critical condition, um, but the injuries are not fatal. Um, uh, there have been other reports, but they're unsubstantiated and can't be independently verified of like people gathering and protesting outside St. Francis Medical Center yelling, I hope they die. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it seems like that's pretty sketchy. Um, there, right. um, so, but there were, there were some demonstrators who came to the St. Francis Medical Center um, and, um, and that, you know, there was some reporting done around that. But again, it's all happening very quickly and all just like within the last barely 48 hours. So, uh, you know, so that's, we'll, we'll continue to follow that and see what happens there. But um, hopefully, um, you know, these two people are okay, this, this man and this woman. Um, yeah. So super sad. Um uh, the next thing, also just related, football is back. Woohoo! NFL. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes, so exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. And, <laughs> Again. and uh, this is from ESPN.com um, <clears throat> by Kevin Seifert, staff writer, for, uh, dated today, the 13th of September. And the headline is Multiple anthem approaches for social justice at NFL openers. Um, So um, seven NFL teams remained in the locker room Sunday afternoon during the presentation of the national anthem, a stark visual reminder of the league's pivot towards social justice issues everywhere. I'm sorry, elsewhere, many players and some coaches kneeled, sat on the bench or raised their fists when on the field for the anthem for week one. The league, the league directed every home game to play two songs during the pregame, Lift Every Voice and Sing, and the Star Spangled Banner. Did you know this? Um, this is the first time hearing it. <laughs> so- yes. And when I heard it, I'm like, uh, we don't care, girl. We don't care about no Lift Every Voice and Sing game played. <laughs> 
it's so I like this pandering. I was like, nobody care about that. That's so I was like, I don't care. Yes. They've been talking about this for That's a couple months so, now. And yeah, and I knew that it had been done at some point, but I was sort of like again, like it's sort of that thing of like, this is it's it is pandering and it's also this sort of like it's I don't know, I I I I waver it between it's a gesture. But then if that gesture isn't followed by like real, you know, policy and changes and representation and all those things, then it is just all the things that matter, all the things that matter the most. Yeah. So because anybody can play a song or whatever, you know, so the league does not it says it goes on to say that the league doesn't actually require teams to be on the field during the anthem presentation, nor does it prohibit kneeling. So of the 24 teams that kicked off for the earlier late afternoon, these seven were in the locker room for the Star Spangled Banner. Green Bay Packers, Jacksonville Jaguars, Philadelphia Eagles, Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, Jets and Arizona Cardinals. Meanwhile, uh, the New Orleans Saints safety, Malcolm Jenkins, remained inside the locker room during the anthem while the rest of the team was on the field. Indianapolis Colts coach Frank Reich was the most prominent coach to kneel. In a statement, the Colts said, our intent is to bring attention to the issue of systemic racism and the injustice inherent therein. We also wanted to demonstrate a symbolic gesture of how we believe meaningful change happens. And then in all caps, to be clear, we were not protesting the flag, the anthem, or the men and women who wear the uniform. The timing of this action is meant to highlight that the presence, power, and oppression of racism remains inconsistent within the unity uh, with the unity and freedoms of what it means to be an American. Um, so that was a, very, a pretty well-written statement, I thought, um, mm-hmm. on the Colts' part. Um, at other uh, NFL stadiums, um, the Minnesota Vikings silence the jala horn that they normally sound before kickoff of every home game i'm imagining like that's some sort of like viking trumpet i've never i've never been at the top i've never Mm. noticed the beginning of a vikings game so apparently there's a horn um that is normally blown i guess um so they silenced the blowing of that horn and then in a statement the team said it did so out of respect for the family of george floyd whose death by police in minneapolis this past spring prompted a national outcry against police brutality and systemic racism Four police officers have been charged and are awaiting trial. Members of Floyd's family were at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday as guests of the team. Um, And then it just goes on um, to detail just what some other people, like, you know, um, different teams at different places did various different versions of this. Um, So, um, so yeah, so it's, I mean, and like, again, that's all good. Like, I think all of that is like, fine. It's very interesting to see where the NFL is now landing, considering where we've been um, when we look at Colin Kaepernick and his like quiet, like peaceful protest of kneeling um, during the anthem and the level of crazy that that like mm-hmm. brought on to have the NFL now land in this space is like bizarre. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, I, and I'm not like mad at it. I'm just sort of just like, why did it have to take all this? Like what, you know, like it was just, it. it's, it's frustrating in that sense to me of like, 
this is what he was talking about and pointing out and kept saying as clearly as he could over and Mm -hmm. over and over again. And the backlash was like so severe. Um, Mm -hmm. And and he's still not working. I mean, you know, (laughs) he still doesn't have a position in the NFL, you know? And so it's just crazy to me that, um, that it's come it's so bizarre. Like this 180 that they've done on it um, is bizarre. It it it's just mm-hmm. you know. And again, like unless you're gonna start, you know, from the NFL perspective, you know, one of the things that's often talked about is like who, you know, who are the owners and who are the you know the people like really like in you know in the top echelons of. Um, the National Football League, you know, and where's their representation, you know, that matches what we're seeing on the field, right? Like, right. And that's like one of the, like I said, just to draw a parallel to what we're, you know, like I said, my company, Mm -hmm. I was like, you're going to have to, people are going to have to give up that power at the top or, you know, if there's not a space open or put people in those spaces, make, I was like, you're going to have to make room. Like, that's the only way that true change is going to happen because mm-hmm. it's that's the thing it's so easy to ignore when you're not in the black people when black people aren't in the room right or other minorities aren't in the room you don't have to consider them because you're like they're not in the room so until you get would in that the room, be the room where it happens what i don't know that you do know that what do you know about i don't Oh, yes, the room where it happened. Yes, you have to be there. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, crazy? Okay, yeah. Oy, oy, oy. But yeah, you have to be in the... I'm like, I'm sorry, I've just not been on my Hamilton. I'm like, yeah, the room where it happened. Yeah. Oh, happens. okay, you, you know me and my, like, biannual... Um, watching of the west wing yeah so i just finished up again and it's so funny because they're like because they have this whole thing about i didn't listen to that episode lemon Lin, uh, uh, i cannot speak <laughs> lin manuel miranda his name oh my god it's so hard so him um him and the podcast guys the do west wing weekly uh-huh they had a whole thing about some, he loves West Wing. So oh, they had like funny. some um, ties of like things. So like there's a whole song with the Skylar sisters uh-huh. that like came from a phrase from the West Wing. Oh. And so I was watching it this time and I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm looking for a mind at work. And so oh. I was like, oh, oh, Hamilton, Hamilton, <laughs> I got one. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. <laughs> I was like, yes, that was taken from the West Wing. That whole that phrase. So yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh. So yes, you were saying, I'm sorry, but, I went on the whole thing. Yeah, the yeah, people no, in the room. The people in the room. And this is what we Yeah. Yeah. Who's in the room? <laughs> um, and now for the singing portion of this. Yeah, and now for the musical portion of the <laughs> Now we'll sing the rest of the stories. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, so funny. But yeah, that's 
I'll, I'll <laughs> happen. You know, one of my like many like protest t-shirts that I got that I didn't get to wear to the protest. But now oh I'm, my gosh, I feel so sad for you. It's guys. so sad, my little protest t-shirt. So now I only protest while I walk the dog. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, where, you, where else are you protesting out? Yeah, man, I'm just protesting yeah, every time. I'm picking up poop and protesting. Um, but yeah, one of my shirts is, uh, you know, hire black executives, right? So it's very like, just this very like simple concept of change needs to happen at the top. And it's, you know, and, and the, like, mm-hmm. and every organization, whether you're the NFL or, you know, whoever, you know, needs to like, look at their mm-hmm. executive board, look at, you know, look at the boardroom and see like, you know, who's on here, like who's here. And if it looks like, mm-hmm. you know, scarily, like, you know, if it's all, all white, all like, the same, it's, like, it's just like, you need to like, rethink that and like, figure out how are you going to make room, you know, and what is that going to look like? Because, um, mm-hmm. um, again, uh, uh, representation matters in, in every, in every thing. Um, yep. So, NFL, um, you know, I love Lift Every Voice and Sing, just like the, the next person. It's a, be- it's a beautiful song. It is. So- I'm like, it is a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. I don't, I'm, I'm not mad at it, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I'm like, okay, y'all been and had a bunch of black people on your teams. Now we're going to play Lift Every Voice and Sing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, girl, people were mad here. I can't even l- read like the new the comments on like the news. Oh God, no! Here in Georgia, because uh-huh. people lose their gosh darn minds, mm-hmm. uh, and it's so racist. It's just oh, so, it's bad. So so racist. So people are up in arms about the national anthem being sung, the Negro national anthem. So I'm like, y'all have had several months now (laughs) to prepare yourselves for this occurrence. Yeah. I need y'all to simmer down. Just like, yeah. Simmer. 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 Simmer down now. All the way. Like y'all are crazy people. Really, really insane. Um, so yeah, it's just, I mean, and that's, I mean, and that's like a whole other thing, just like the fact that, you know, that there's such a contingency of people in this country who do not and cannot deal at all with any, like, you know, like the fact, like, you know, that there's even a backlash about something as like, again, un- that carries no weight, like as playing, you know, lift every voice and sing. Like the fact that there's like a contingency of people that like just can't deal is so problematic, <laughs> you know. That um, and it's a lot of people. It's not just the little, you know, Mm-mm. group of, you know. And so I think that's one thing that I keep coming back to is that um, what this summer and the protests and everything that's been in the news has really brought to the surface is how much it isn't just this like, Oh, you know, it's just the deep South. That's problematic. Like, no, there's, Oh no, they problematic, but it's they not are, just them, girl. but it's yeah, not it's just not them. Just like, I feel like there's always been for the longest. And I think people, I think 
I, I mean, I feel like we've known for a long time, but I feel like what's what's being shown to people who have not been in the know is that this um, level of like of racism and this level of uh, prejudice about just different things, all of that has is really exists and exists everywhere, um, and in and and in like and in, in pretty deep pockets. So it's not just the occasional random like you know crazy like militia type person with their camp out in the middle of nowhere like no it's just people in like regular communities who have really Mm -hmm. strong feelings that come to the surface when certain topics are brought up um, or certain suggestions are made um, that Mm -hmm. you know so um, so I feel like it's just if nothing else like it's it's opened up a lot of people's eyes um, and I think that's been the best thing for me like Mm -hmm. because I you know, be, li- living in Los Angeles, growing up in Los Angeles, we know that, you know, there are some very racist people there. Mm-hmm. However, the way that it manifests is very different. Very subtle. Than in the South. It's very subtle. And just to me, just like a lot more hurtful. Not necessarily hurtful. That's not the word I'm looking for. But just like, I'd rather you just, let, I just rather like know who you are, up like up front. Like, yeah, you got the Confederate flag hanging. Right. You know, your Trump's like, I know who you are. Like, honestly, sometimes if I see an American flag, I know this is horrible. If I see an American flag flying, especially here, mm. I, I kind of know a little bit about who you, you are, too. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, because it's kind of like a more subtle way now mm-hmm. of exposing some ideas. So, yeah, so I just kind of like know who you are. You know, we've been around like a lot of like liberal people. Mm-hmm who, um, you know, like, say all the right things, but then, you know, it's like, they don't think you're as smart as they are, Mm -hmm. or, you know, like, like you said, it's subtle, it shows up in different ways, so. Microaggressions. Yeah, microaggressions, like, out the butt, like, so (laughs) many of them, and, like, in different organizations and, you know, positions I've had, like, it's overwhelming. I was like, it's so much. Yeah. It's so much. So it's so so it's not just in the South, y'all. It's not just in the South at all. And don't you think that it is? Yeah. And I think it I think I do feel like this this everything that's happened in the last several months has really made it so that you just have to be in denial at this point if you in order to say like, oh, mm-hmm. there's that doesn't happen in California or that doesn't happen in Washington or wherever, New York, whatever, you know, like, no, this is like a thing everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, and thankfully, you know, like, I mean, and it's very much what, like, the Will Smith quote that keeps getting repeated is that, you know, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it's basically, you know, like, racism isn't getting worse, it's just getting filmed. Um, And so I think, right, like I said, we grew up knowing, right, this. You know what I mean? Like this is and people doubting it or people being like, "Oh, that's just urban legend or whatever." And it's like, no, no, these are like real experiences people are having. Um, now, when it happened to Rodney King and it got videotaped, people, you know, still made excuses for for that somehow. Like, you know, and Rodney King got his ass beat, um, and on video, mm-hmm. and people he deserved still, it somehow. Right? He somehow deserved it. He must have done something, right? So, but now it's like you it, had to have done something because good nature, good old police officers right. don't just go and beat somebody's ass for no reason at all. I mean, yeah. We know that that's And even now, true. the fact that you still have people who have that response, right, even with the onslaught of cell phone, camera, videotape, 
you know, of, I mean, oh, if I see that meme one more time, if you don't want to be, you know, abused by the police, don't do something, do, don't do anything wrong. We're like, oh, you realize there are a lot of people who don't do anything at all. They get like, yeah. harassed and stopped by the police. Well, and just right so, now, there's a breaking story that is still... Uh, I only just, I mean, it's brand new. I saw Ava DuVernay share about it, and I just, I couldn't even watch the video. Like, I can't. Like, I like the one in Clayton County. This is one in Georgia, right? Yeah, Clayton, Clayton County, County, Georgia. That's where your 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 property yeah. is. Yeah, so I was like, that's mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was like, okay, that's that's near where the home I own. You know, um, mm-hmm. and um, and apparently, at least what we know so far, because I haven't seen any like full blown articles about it yet. I was trying to find stuff, and I that's just too soon. Um, the story that is out right now is that there's um, it's that it involves a Lyft driver who was who had a pl- passenger in his back seat. The Lyft driver gets pulled over by the police. Uh, the passenger in his back seat is a black man, and somehow um, the police feel the need to ask the black man, the passenger, to for his ID. And apparently, he didn't have it, or I don't know if he didn't have it. Or was like, or questioned, which is his right. Like, why do you need my ID? Yeah, he did not have to give right. him his ID. Like, he know, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, knowing your rights, knowing your rights, sitting in your a, car. Yeah, it's you're not okay to know your rights though if you're just a black person in America. So, knowing his oh, rights, no. likely, you know, was like, well, I don't need to give you my ID. Like, I'm not driving. I'm a passenger in this vehicle. You pulled him over, and so it turned into yeah. A what does God do with me? Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, turned into a whole altercation. And next, and so the video that you that the clip that I saw the beginning of, but couldn't watch all of it, was just them completely like uh, on top of him. He's like on the ground, face to the gravel, um, and they are like pummeling him. Um, So again, I don't care (laughs) really to like argue with anybody who has this. Um, Pollyanna idea that the that the you know all all police are good and they're just out to protect and serve and if you would just comply and if you just wouldn't do anything wrong then you wouldn't ever in life have an altercation with the police because that just simply is not true. Um, there are good police out there. Uh, I think there are many good police out there, but I think that the there's a dual problem of. Uh, bad apples being allowed to exist by the good apples, um, and um, yeah. and this like yeah code of silence yeah this code of silence that allows this to continue and not be called out and so that's and that's not okay because for the the people that are not good cops need to not be cops um, and there does need to be reform and and it all needs to be looked at again like and you know just like there's so many cases in the news right now there's that one kid out in oh i can't think of where it was but um the mom called because her um autistic kid was having like an episode and the police came and they like shot him and it was just like and that was just like mm. and this was not uh this was not a black family this was um a white family uh, so it's just this general, like, responding with violence or responding with gun power um, in mm-hmm. situations where it's totally uncalled for. Unwarranted, yeah. And unnecessary, you know? And so this kid, last I checked, was on life support. Um, 
and I can't even imagine how the mom feels having been the one to call feeling like she was calling for help and ending up in this situation. Um, So it only further bullies the point of the reform that needs to happen. um, And this idea of like, you know, there's some statistic out there that's like, you know, something like 70 some percent of the calls that get made to 911 can really don't require any use of force. Like they really do, like they require someone who's like, like a social worker or someone like that who like can intervene Mm -hmm. in a situation by and large like there's very it's definitely like the um the lower percentage of calls that actually need you know um police force to be deployed you know so it all needs to be looked at it's not about um Again, I just keep going back to it's not about black versus white. It's not about the police versus Mm -hmm. us versus the police. It's about like what is right and what is necessary and what what is good for our society as a whole. And obviously there's a problem (laughs) when so many people are involved um, in these police altercations that turn either into critical injuries or death. Um, in, in situations that are just completely, um, you know, that, that where that was like not, not what was called for. So it's, um, it's problematic. So, um, so again, um, that we, we kind of went into a whole different topic, but uh, both the stories lend themselves to that, right? Like there can't be vigilantes out shooting police just because police are sitting there. That's not okay. Um, and, um, and the changes that need to be made need to happen from the top down. And that's, that's for the NFL. That's for police, organ, police departments across this, this nation, like everything, like they're just, everything needs to be rethought and intentionally looked at in a way that includes um, many, many voices. So there you have it. Yeah. Um, I did have another story, but we won't talk about it um, just because of time. Um, but just suffice to say, why did why did Trump give <laughs> why did Trump give Bob Woodward of all people eighteen interviews and somehow expect that that wasn't going to come back on him? <laughs> like I just because the idiot probably doesn't know who Bob Woodward is. <laughs> I just uh, I was like I the thing is like he gets away with everything he does and he doesn't care. He'll just like literally like steal a piece of candy. I didn't take that. Everyone saw it. <laughs> It will just like out out why he's like a five year old. So in that respect, so yeah, like of all the people, of all the people, I if I was like that cricket, the last person I would be giving interviews to is Bob Woodward. I mean, and he had like, like a ton of access. So like, I again, I'm not going to go into the article that I um that I had pulled for this, but like I read through it and it's just crazy, like how much access he had for like taped reco- tape recorded interviews with with Trump himself with a bunch of like his like you know his like right hand men all these like all these staff you know and and people were like really just like you know brutally honest about things and i just was like what <laughs> it's crazy it's absolutely crazy mm-hmm. so the election is in like full force what i think we're something like 52 53 three days away from election day um 
and it's it's about it's gonna this it's just it all I mean and all of it ties together like all this like um the Bob Woodward stuff the like things that you know um uh Trump said about you know race and discrimination and privilege and all this stuff the um, the backlash with regard to the pandemic and his terrible handling of everything his you know, all of it is just all like snowballing. It's going to be these next 50 some days until, and then even after, like just whatever the result is, it's about to get even more bananas than it already is. <laughs> it's like, it's about to get bad. Um so I just, you know, I like, I am actually like truly worried because I feel like no matter what the result of the election is, the backlash from either side is going to be, it's going to be really problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so yeah, so we won't, we won't go into election coverage this time. We'll, we'll save some of that for next time because there'll be, there'll be more stuff next week to talk about. More stuff. <laughs> more stuff. Always. Always. So, um, so yeah, so we can, we can cut Newsworthy out right now and then uh, move on to the next thing. What do you have for us? Okay, so the very first thing I have is the reason why we are rushing through this podcast today <laughs> is because um, it is almost 30 minutes to the hour. Yes. Uh, for the legendary, legendary. Uh, versus, I think, you know, this is like drop the mic time on this one. Yes. Gladys Knight and Patty LaBelle. Yes. I am so ready for this. I've been waiting, looking forward to this as soon as I found out about it. I was like, this is, I was like, everyone, I'm like, this is what I needed. This is what I needed. I didn't even know I needed this, but I did. Um, um, their little commercials, their little teasers have been just so adorable. They have. Like, I love them so much. Um, yeah, pulling for Sora Gladys. Definitely. Uh- <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I just, and you said it on one of your posts on Facebook. Like, honestly, since we saw her live at the uh, Black uh, movie soundtrack concert at the Hollywood Bowl, um, yeah. I she's just like she's everything. I don't want to say like she's like me, like in terms of like you know, certain people are patty people, certain people are more glass people, like just more people, some people like you like both, like Michael Jackson and Prince. You like them, you love them both, but some you're just a little bit more in one and yeah. or the other. Yeah, and I'm definitely you know what more I mean? of a Gladys girl. Like I feel even like even in the little teaser videos that they did, I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I could totally be at home at in Gladys's like living room and her like kitchen, like her great room. I was like, I could totally be. In- yes, I would totally like fit in in Gladys's great room. <laughs> Absolutely, like I was like, she's like my kind of auntie. Like uh-huh. my aunties are like that. My, I don't have like the fabulous aunties, like the Pilot Bill over the top like mm-hmm. that. So she's just like too much. And Gladys Knight is like just enough. Mm-hmm. Her singing, her voice oh, is just God. effortless. Even just her singing on that little teaser, like yeah, it was, it was like effortless, so easy, so effortless. Like she just makes it seem so just like natural and easy it's like oh my god if I could just open my mouth and sound like that that is just girl because I love to sing and can't sing a lick oh I can't so I like, if... will hurt your ears but I will be sure enough singing along yeah time. let me tell you that much uh, oh because again as soon as it was like okay someone on my timeline wrote I'm like Gladys versus Patty like love them both but no song 
Patty LaBelle has is as good as Midnight Train to Georgia. I mean, and I was like, <laughs> I mean, come on. I was come like, on. Yeah. oh my God. Yes. I was like, that is the song. Like, still, like, when I was moving, like, tell me, like, I'll sing that song every day. Like, that was my little theme song. I was like, leave it on that Midnight Plain to Georgia. Yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> a little adjustment. Yeah. Little adjustment, but I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, so I am so excited. I'm so uh the reason I think we, we had to cut it back. I made like a huge meal. Like I had a fabulous meal planned of some like miso chicken and some jasmine rice and some pickle little salad. And then I kept seeing these commercials of them, like, their little teasers of them cooking up banana pudding from scratch and that little spread on their table. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's going to be Soul Food Sunday. So I'm at the store. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen cooking it up. Like, I didn't fry chicken because I don't like to fry chicken at home. Like, I don't ever do it. I was like, it's easier to just, like, buy some chicken than to fry some chicken, especially in Atlanta because there's chicken everywhere. So I just went to the Publix and got me some little some chicken, and but I made black eyed peas, I made greens, I made yams, I made mac and cheese, I made potato salad. (laughs) So yes, all of that. So so serious. I was. I was so full. So yeah, good. and then ate too much. That's the funny part. Is- yeah, <laughs> I ate too much. So your own food food that you made yourself. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm only good. That's like still in the kitchen. Like I can have any any time I want. It's not like I'm going. I'm leaving home <laughs> and going. And I'm never gonna have this food again. Like it's all right there, still, still there. So, but I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a little bit of this, a little bit of this. And the thing is, like, I haven't eaten soul food. Like I've been trying to eat healthy, like recently. So. I haven't eaten anything like that in a long time. And like my eyes bigger than your stomach. Like, whoo, like eat it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, my tummy hurts. I was like, like our friend Morgan was like, oh, I can feel it right here, like at the top of my rib, rib cage. I can't breathe. Uh, and so, yeah, I was like, oh, girl. But I couldn't stop eating. I was like, oh, it's so good. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So, yeah, so that was me because I was like, you know, I have to pay homage to the queens and I had to make a big old southern meal for Sunday. And that is what happened. So it's funny because one of my friends on Facebook, he put, oh, I'm going to have to fry some fish that day. (laughs) (laughs) At which Black Twitter and Black Facebook have like gotten to like this this upcoming. I mean, I feel like there's always like sub level of uproar, sub level, whatever, but this is just funny to me because people are like, oh, yeah, no, I'm gonna have to do this. Oh, your pantyhose post? Girl, because when I saw that, I was like, yes. That was Tell so them- funny. Like, and somebody else was like, oh, yeah, you know, you're gonna have to have your pantyhose on for, the, for your aunties. I was cracking up. Cause yeah, it was like a whole thing about the um, black excellence, I think it was called pantyhose. Anyway, I know my mama, Rena Haynes. Those were the stockings I wore. That was a color coffee that I wore. <laughs> well, it was like one of the very few, like very early, like, and I mean, maybe like one of two sets of like pantyhose that like were made for other skin tones, right? Yes. So yeah, like there weren't many options. You got them from the, you got them from Ralph's or you got them from anywhere. Like they had them everywhere. Right. And it was like, 
they were accessible. They weren't very expensive, especially when, you know, back then, like I used to have to wear stockings every time I wore a dress. Now I'm like, refuse to wear stockings. If you see me wearing stockings, like, I don't know what happened because I don't even that- stockings. Huh? Like, I own tights, you know, like cute, like fall tights or whatever, but I don't think I own pantyhose. Yeah, like, I don't anymore. And, like, I, no, I just don't anymore. I, I feel like there are two things that growing up with a Southern mama, well, no, three things. Growing up with a Southern mama, that even though I grew up in Los Angeles, like, from the time I was a teenager, right. like, 13, 14, I had to do, I had to wear stockings. I had to wear girdles. And I had to wear a slip. Wow. That is a lot of, uh, that is, those are lots of layers. Yeah. <laughs> lots of layers. Like layers. So when I got grown, it's where it's like you barely need this much, um, that much insulation. <laughs> no, like girl, stuff had to breathe. So when I got grown, I was like, oh, I'm getting rid of you. I'm getting rid of you. Like the girdle, I was like, I'm just going to let it be. Like whatever is happening is going to happen. But yeah, it was like I was so related to that line in um, Steel Magnolias uh-huh. where they were talking, where they were at the wedding and the mayor's wife, I guess, was dancing. They like looked like two pigs fighting under a blanket. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> I haven't left the house without lycra on these thighs since I was 14. And they're like, that's because you were raised right. And I, I was like, Lord Jesus, I'm like the Steel Magnolia in Los Angeles because I swear, yes. We, I had to have like a girdle. I had to have yeah a slip and um, stockings. So yeah, ask me. And it's like so ingrained because I, I think I, I told you this time where um I was oh, gosh pumpkin was probably like two or three, and I was in Nashville and it was cold out, but I had on a dress, no stockings, and I think I had on some boots or something. And so she looked down at me and her little bitty self, two or three, and was like, no stockings? <laughs> and I was like, no, no stockings. <laughs> so I was like, that's how ingrained it is. <laughs> She's a baby. <laughs> and judging me for not wearing stockings. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so yeah, the, the um, memes are hilarious. With the Patty and Gladys versus Starter Kid, I put it on our um, Instagram oh, okay. with the like little baby doll with the tissue cover, the knit tissue cover. Um, see, see, you're you didn't have like the quintessential black experience, so I did, you missed out on some of these things. What? Okay, so I'm gonna have to. You're gonna have to tell me about it. So go look on our Instagram, but it's like a little, it's like a little doll up top, and then her skirt. Because things like some immigrants have the same thing, you know, like black things kind of cross over. Yeah. So it's like her skirt goes over the toilet tissue roll. So it was like a toilet tissue decorator that you would put in the bathroom, that you would put oh. you just on top of your toilet tissue so it'd be hidden. Right, right, right. Okay. So they're like fashion fair. Um, I'm looking at foundation. Now. Yes, the Gina Tay girl. When I talk okay, about my Gina Tay, I think that's an immigrant thing too. Like that, I think that, that crossover. That, I, my grandmother loved to splash on some Gina Tay. Um, and then I love. I remember loving the Gina Tay commercial. <laughs> like, remember the one of like it's like 
it's like a skinny skinny white girl but she's like tan and she's like getting out of the shower and it's like the Gina Tay music in the background and she's just like <laughs> splashing herself like I mean like you know just like like puddles of like Gina Tay <laughs> if I would male Gina Tay now I think I would have the like strongest like oh my sensory, god yeah um, memory yeah, that would take you back for me for sure. Sure, like that. Yeah, would, yeah, absolutely. So okay, so that was funny. Also, people talking about like, don't tell your mom and dad and yeah. older people in your family about this because if unless you want to spend all night doing tech support, right, right, yeah. Some people are like, I'm gonna just not mention it to them because if I do, that's you know, I'm I'm gonna miss it trying to help them get get logged on or whatever. Right. Like, you don't have to. I was like, I had enough trouble getting my 40 something year old friends on Instagram for some of these other battles. Like, I don't have time to work with the aunties and uncles and all that, trying to get them online. So, yeah, good luck to y'all. So, that is that. So, needless to say, we're super excited about that. Um, The other, like, kind of viral thing that I saw, which, like, blew my mind, did you see the um, picture of Will Smith sitting down with Aunt Vim, number one? Oh, you know what? I I saw it, but I was like, I didn't, like, register. Okay, so, yes. So, they're doing some type of, like, 30th year Fresh Prince reunion something. Uh I think it's going to be on HBO Max or something. I can't remember. Later in the year, early next year. And one of the pictures of him and, like, the rest of the cast and the fake Unviv. um, Rest in peace to James (laughs) Avery. Um, And then the second picture is him sitting down, Kiki, with... A fifth number one, the only one we recognize. Right. And I was like, um, yeah, wow, because she has said some horrible things about him for years. Has she? Oh, oh my god, like she's she blames him for kind of being one of the reasons why she got fired from the show. Oh, so, um, you know, him kind of you know, having the power to stand up and he didn't and not him not. And so that was kind of like part of their, yeah. So she has, anybody who would listen was, you know, talking negatively about him and her experience on the Fresh Prince and being replaced and blah, 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 blah. So to see that picture of them, I was like, what in the world? Like it took a pandemic to get a... (laughs) Hey, I mean, them to sit down um, and together, bury, so. the hatchet, I guess, right? Like, yeah, like you know, they're like they taped the conversation apparently, so they're people are saying like it was a very um real conversation, like they like chopped it up for real about like what happened, uh, and yeah, and they oh, show a picture of her laughing, so I'm like, I guess she's like, all right, oh, there we go. And what what is the lady's name? Her real name? Um, Janet Hubert. Janet Hubert. Yeah, I don't know how. (laughs) Knowing her is probably something fancy. Oh my god. Um. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So excited about that. I had some things from last week. Not gonna discuss them, but like just bring them up. Did you? For wait, tell me everything. Did you see um the whole thing with Dr. Dre and his wife? 
No. Tell me. Okay, so oh my gosh, this let tell me tell you everything. So this lady um, has filed for divorce from Dr. Dre. Okay. And um, at first there's some. I think we we haven't I haven't mentioned it. Like I keep thinking of mentioning it, and they keep getting bumped off by other people. So um, they've been married for over twenty years, I believe. Oh. um, Or right at twenty years. Um. At first, there was like, there's no prenup. And then they're like, yes, there is a prenup. They have two children, I believe, that, that are grown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this woman, and again, let me just say this. When it comes to women divorcing and getting their fair share, I'm all about the rules of um, the state. Like, if you're in California or whatever, like, get your money, girl. Like, being married to a famous man is not easy, sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, the stuff that you have to put up with, you, yes, you get some, you know, definite benefits, but there's always a cost associated with that. You know, I've never wanted to be in that position because, you know, the bad things to me don't outweigh the money. So, um, so Nicole Young basically wants, like, close to $2 million a month. Now, Dr. Dre is a billionaire, or not a billionaire. He he makes a whole lot of money. He's close. He's up there. So she's wanting like $2 million a month. A month? Yes. So listen to this. And when I read this, I was like, okay, you know what? This is crazy. A lot of this is super crazy. So um, laundry and cleaning, $10,000 a month. What are you? What is? How do, what are you getting done? Okay, <laughs> I'm maybe like, some cleaning is also some of the house cleaning. So okay, clothes. Now? Okay, go ahead. Clothes. Well, maybe this is why because she got special clothes. Okay, one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars a month on clothes. Stop it. Tuition and living expenses, education, sixty thousand dollars a month. So I'm. Like when you say like alimony, you know, I'm like assuming this is for the children and not her, right? But I'm assuming that he's gonna pay for his kids' education. What are the children? How old are the children? They're grown. They're like I think early twenties. Oh, so they're not actually should be done. Done. Yeah. Or at least I don't know. It just seems like that wouldn't. Okay, go ahead. That I feel like. But I feel like even if he didn't get it, she didn't get it. Like, he would pay for his kids' education. Like, I don't see how him not doing that. You know what I mean? Like, that just seems weird. Well, and uh, can uh, you, if, you're, if, you have, if your kids are adults already, like, that, how is that even folded in? Like, it seems like that would be, like, a separate thing. Like, we, right. like it's right. not part of what you get. It's like, you both agree that this will be 50-50 or whatever, or whatever. You know, like, it's not. Yeah. She wants this to cover her expenses. So, yeah. Go ahead. So I was like, okay, so entertainment. Entertainment, okay. $900,000 a month. No, what is, what, who is like, is Cirque du Soleil coming to your house every night? I don't understand. Okay, you took the words out of the, I was like, is <laughs> Prince and, or, and Tupac resurrected and coming and doing a live performance in your living room every night? <laughs> what in the hell? At first, I was like, what kind of entertainment are you doing during the pandemic? Like, where are you going? Where? What are you doing? 
Because last time I checked, Netflix is only like, you know, 20. 20 Girl, even if you get the, the best <laughs> plans at yeah. Hulu, Sling, all. all, you got all of them. That's nowhere near. No. Maybe a thousand dollars a month. Maybe for everything. It's the best of everything. This top. No commercials for you. Right. No commercials. Never. You never. You never see an ad. You never see an ad. I don't. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You never okay. see an ad. I don't. Okay. okay. What charitable contributions? Wait. He has to pay for her charitable contributions. <laughs> How are you going to have someone else pay for you giving money away? Help me understand. Right. Just tell me how much you want to give to save the whales and I'll give that money to them and get the tax right off. Like, what are you talking right. about? Even so, $125,000 a month. No. Okay, the only, for me, the only, like, real thing on here is the mortgage and that's still, like, crazy. So, guess how much her mortgage is? Oh, God. Why do if- you still... I know you still need to have a mortgage. Like that's not necessarily something you want to pay off. You have to pay off, but sure. Um, I, mean, I don't know. I'm assuming this is for I I I thought this might be for more than one house, but it just says mortgage, a hundred thousand dollars a month. What house is this? <laughs> what house is this? First of all, how how can I sign up to be your charitable? contribution? Girl, girl, I, I yes. can give myself a five hundred one c three real quick. Girl, I could, I, could, I, I, can, I could do a lot with the, your $125,000 and more than what you're doing because you clearly don't know how to spend money. No. Okay, and here's the last like little item. Telephone, cell phone, and email. Want to gander how much that is? Email. Does email cost money? Okay, no. I- <laughs> Maybe for her faux businesses with her um, website. Maybe her website with email, but I don't, I don't know that I yet. Don't- Okay. I, you know, she need to get her a little Google, a Gmail account. You can get several yeah, of them. Like, They're all Gmail, free. Right? I've got like five. Even if you need more storage, <laughs> like that's 99 cents a month. Like it's not a whole lot, girl. Like, you, mm-mm. but apparently, I don't know nothing about these rich people lies because she's saying $20,000 a month for telephone, cell phone, and email. Uh, she needs someone to renegotiate. She needs uh, Vanessa to renegotiate her cell phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> I still tell people about that was so funny. I think I told y'all that last week. Yes, yes, she does. She definitely needs um yeah, some help because no girl, what you doing? Twenty thousand. What are you doing? Twenty a month. That's the thing. Like a month. Like I'm like that's not that's not a budget. Not even a year. I'm like a month though, girl. A month. Now, according to the interwebs and uh, Forbes.com, Dr. Dre's net worth in 2019 was $800 million. So he's close there. He up there. He's up there. But still that like, I mean, that's still that'll go pretty quickly. That'll go quick with putting out $2 million a month for this nonsense. Because he's not even 50 yet. I don't think or he's close to he might be 50. But, like, they're not that old. You know what I mean? Like, they got years and years and years more of living. Yeah. And you got to leave your kids something. I would hope you want to leave your kids something. So, yeah. So, that foolishness. um, So, he's young. 55. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, y'all need counseling and stay married because this is going to cost both of y'all way too much. If, if. 
you know, truer words and never been spoken. It's cheaper to keep her. It is cheaper to keep her. It is way cheaper to keep her. Wait. Oh my gosh. Is this right uh, here? Dr. Dre. And she's talking about that um, there's been some abuse. And I was like, girl, you know that he beat up women. He beat women, abused women before you married him. It was well circulated. If I knew it, I know you knew it. So claiming that you she know. Yes. And so she's, but they've been married for 20 some years. So she's just now. Yeah. Married. I mean, right. let's say that that's all true. Yeah. Um, it still seems like, I mean, first, like, I'm like, if that's the case, then like, we're talking about something very different. Like, you need to, like, yeah. you know, file some charges and, like, figure that out. Right. But I'm saying, right. like, it's, it's either, it's either that. And that, like, that could very well be, like, legitimate. Again, he has a history. He has um, a history. And so then let's go down that route. Or you're just done and you're getting divorced. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, uh, it feels like if you're not pressing charges or, like, formally doing something with regard to having been abused, mm-hmm. then you should be... Like, don't throw that in there as, like, an additional thing to this divorce. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just, it makes it feel like that's not a, a real complaint. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it sullies the whole thing because it's sort of like, okay, are you getting divorced? Or right. are you, like, pulling away from an abusive relationship out of, you know, concern for your own safety? Because now we're, like, those are two very different conversations. <laughs> In my mind. So, how old is she? Mm, I don't know. She looks like she's in her um, mid to late. A little younger than mid to late 40s. I'm going to look it up. Okay, well, interesting. No, I had not heard anything about this. Okay. Um, The other thing I was going to mention from last week was, oh my god, Jane Fonda, Maureen Dowd was, I know she's one of your favorite, um, interviewed um, did a profile on Jane Fonda because she's, you know, kind of been back in the game with the activism and getting arrested and all that. And so oh, it came to one of her, the questions in a game called Confirm or Deny. And she asked her, I was like, how is this even a question? But I was like, okay, Jane Fonda. Uh, what, whether her biggest regret was that she never had sex with Che Guevara. And I was like, how is that even like a thing that anybody like I can't and so she was like no I don't think about him who I do think about and is a great regret he wanted to and I didn't um was Marvin Gaye I was like wow she was like he hit on her wanted to Uh um get with her but she was married at the time unhappily she was like but no she's like so that is her um big regret and then she did go on to mention marlon brando who she did i guess get with and said that it was disappointing so yeah so (laughs) (laughs) like wow (laughs) oh my gosh first of all like i just i can't crazy I'm, all yeah, these like other people like get it on and just tell it all their business like no summer. yeah it's like one of my least favorite things is old people 
like i just, like this whole like you know like people think it's like i don't know why like people are like obsessed with like like betty white being kind of like this like dirty old lady mm-hmm. or whatever and i'm like yeah no that's just gross like <laughs> Because, like, it's just like, oh, you've lived your whole entire life. Like, you should be in this place where you're sort of, like, have, like, gained some wisdom and, like, have, like, you know, whatever. And instead, you're, like, being 19, you know? It's it's sad to me. Like, it's, like... It's so weird. Weird, and it's sad, and it's, like, wow. Like, this is still how you get attention, you know? Like, uh, it's just bizarre to me like I'm just kind of like it's not cute like it's not like it's it never really is cute but like when you're like young and stupid you have that excuse to fall back on and say like oh yeah this is like all the like you know whatever of youth you know but when you're like hella old like it's just like oh so you just never realized or learned that this is not the thing to be known for like you know it's just weird to me yeah so other thing like there was another like story I'm not even gonna I'm gonna mention it and then like briefly move on with 3LW which you probably don't even know who they are thank you um it it was such a like 20 year old beef and it's so ridiculous and but it's been entertaining because I was like what year is this I thought it was 2020 why is this even a thing that's being discussed so it was just very odd but entertaining Maybe if I think it's kind of done now because the person who's being mean um has the black Twitter has some you know summarily like just demolished her. So um yeah, so so much for that. Um okay. girl, stop. Um and stop. congratulations to we're winding down to Tiana Taylor and Iman Schumpert, who welcomed there. She is a singer, um, body goals. And he is a basketball player. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just like yeah, for his NBA. So very kind of well-known couple. And um, they just welcomed a little girl, Rue Rose. Rue? Rue, they did. They named her Rue. And they have another little girl who she named after her dad. Uh, so her name is Iman. And um, they're just like a cute little couple. Like they're young, they're super cute. Love them. Like black love, hashtag black love. They're so adorable. And mm-hmm. um, like the, once again, she has had a baby at home. Uh, Erica Badu was her doula. Um, but she oh. had, she turned up for her um, baby shower and had the baby the very next day. So wow. <laughs> she's like, we just had a little too much fun, I guess. So baby is okay. here. It's like I'm coming out. Yeah, like y'all having too much fun. Let me turn up. Let's go. Wow. So wow. yeah. So congratulations to them. Okay. Another little girl, adorable, super cute, cute name. Good job, guys. I'm like good job, guys. So yeah. So very quickly, we have a few more minutes. What happened? You had a lot of stuff happen. I had nothing that happened. So you can take this time <laughs> to talk about your fun time. Uh, my biggest thing that happened in the last two weeks since we last recorded was I took a whole week off. This is the end. Today's my last day off. But tomorrow I go back to work like a normal person. But for the last week and two days, I've been, um, off work and it was lovely. And I wanted to kind of break up the monotony somehow of being home all the time. So I took a very safe, uh, 
drive down to San Diego where I stayed two nights at this resort and it was wonderful. It was so good. Like they were doing all the safety precautions, which Mm. is what their website said. But, you know, I was like, okay, I hope Mm -hmm. I get there. And they're like, for real. And they were, they were like hand sanitizer everywhere, masks everywhere. They give you like a little, like, you know, kit, like, you know, with a mask and stuff in it, you know, um, when you checked in, it was, they were like practicing social distancing. And because, you know, again, people aren't really traveling and going places, there was like barely anyone there. Like it was, I like for the most part, like felt like I had the place to myself. Like mm-hmm. I would run into other people who were staying, but it was like, literally I'd be like coming down like a long, like it was all like outdoor patios, corridors or whatever, but I'd be coming down like a long stretch of like corridor and then I'd pass like one other person or like, a couple you know yeah, like let me was- just say like in your pictures it looked like you lived in a fabulous mansion <laughs> and because like everywhere like she took pictures it was like the restaurant like she had like this amazing meal she was chilling by a pool like just her I was like mm-hmm. it's like she had like the run of the place I really felt like that I really did like even like the I had the, my one full day there like I checked in Tuesday so Wednesday was my full day there I had like my spa appointment and everything that was also great like the like you know the masseuse like wore a mask I wore my mask um that was like the, obviously like the closest I got to anybody <laughs> the entire time um And um, I had a cabana that I like reserved that day. And literally like, because it was the spa pool. So like you only had access to it if you were at the spa. So at first it was just me and another couple. Then I went to my massage. When I came back from that, that couple was gone. And there was another girl who had a cabana and then like a friend of hers. So it was like the two of them. So it was like those two and me for like a few hours and then they left and then I literally had the entire all the cabanas and that entire pool all to myself like it was wonderful so I was like swimming like just laps in the pool <laughs> like I was just it was terrific and exactly what I needed and a really good time of just like quiet and you know prayer and meditation and just like you know uh, just new scenery just like two days of like not the same scenery so um so yeah so that's my let's get personal really it's just um really a good a good break and I'm so grateful for it um so I I feel like ready to go back to work tomorrow so what I'm gonna do as I listen and watch uh Gladys and Patty is I'm gonna like cook my food for this week um so that I'll have them on in the kitchen with me um while I cook and um, it's going to be amazing. It's, I really do think, like you said earlier, this is going to be epic. They should just drop the mic on Versus after this because this is, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah. I think this is like one of our briefest. Uh... <laughs> Super brief. Cause, I mean, we've got an appointment with the Queen. So, yes, like we've ever done. People are like, what? What happened after being away for two weeks? Like usually, I mean, this is a five-hour episode. Yeah, exactly. It might be the only time that we didn't actually cover everything. I think we we probably left some things on the table. Yeah, we're we're gonna we came close. Yeah, we're gonna postpone some things and talk right. about them next week because we have business to do. Even though they're gonna be late, because none of these things start on time. So mm-hmm. we yeah. want to be ready. 
I want to be prepared. Um, I need to grab a glass of wine. There you go. And my water. So, yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. So, awesome friend. I'm, again, so awesome. happy and jealous of your vacation. I'm still trying to plan something. Today, I said I was going to go to the botanical gardens. I did not go. Um, it got really hot. So, <laughs> I'm not going out. Go. I was like, no, I can't be in a garden. It's too hot. So um, probably when it cools down a little bit, I'll go. But I think the Alice in Wonderland exhibit ended already. So I'm a little, or it's about oh. to end soon. So I did want to go see that. So again, the good thing about my job, I can go during the week. There Doesn't you go. matter. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Your- I am my boss. I am my own boss. Was that? Was that? Who asked who my boss was? Who? I think it was Cupcake who asked who who was my boss. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm my boss. Oh, okay. Boss babe. Hashtag boss babe. Yeah, hashtag boss babe. All right, girl. Um, All right. I will talk so to you later. Concert. You enjoy yeah. as well. Bye. Bye. And now for a word from our sponsor, And then stay tuned for a bonus segment. Um, Hello again. So we are back on for a bonus add-on to tonight's episode. Because that versus battle was everything. Everything I didn't know I needed. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! So good, right? Yeah, this is um, it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, wow, 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 whoopsie! It was great. <laughs> the pantsuits. Like, can we start there? Okay, so <laughs> um. The pantsuits. Um, one of our dear friends, um, oh, our super fan, mentioned, yeah, that she, you know, has her eye on a similar pantsuit. <laughs> um, I have another um, Facebook friend was like, okay, so how old do I have to be to wear a sequined um, pink? Um, pantsuit and I was like right now like right now is how old you are someone was like today years old I was like yes because I wore a whole sequin white dress out in the middle of a Monday afternoon there you go wear your shiny stuff it's fabulous be fabulous and I mean like when you wear it in the daylight when it's sunny outside you're just like sparkling. You're just sparkling mm-hmm. all over the place. And I saw like the fellow that day and I opened the door. He was like, he's like, he looked like an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, glistening. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's hysterical. So, yes. Yeah, so, the yeah. pantsuits. Miss Gladys brought it with the pink pantsuit, uh, this pink sequined pantsuit sequin blazer sequin slacks and yes. the sort of just like monochrome just a different shade of pink 
fuchsia, like kind of fuchsia shell because you know an auntie has to wear a grandma has to wear a shell a shell girl at 76 and looking amazing oh they both they both look just work beautiful i was like oh yeah so i loved it and the live singing okay first of all again like since I hadn't tuned in to a lot of the previous verses, when I watched the Brandy and Monica one, I was like, oh, they don't sing live. Like, it's just they're just playing, you know, their songs. So I was like, okay. So I was, you know, prepared in my mind for this one. Same thing. Now, you know they weren't going to do that. Because they don't know what verses is anyway. So they know oh, they're going to sing. Girl. Because that's what they do. They were just like, whatever. But And then... Gladys even just came with tracks where she, you know, like <laughs> she came ready. Like she eventually she was singing over her own voice on some of the songs, but like her first couple of songs, like she just brought the track with her and was like, Yeah, and she just sang over the track. Like, said, yes, this is- I, was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, Oh, she's like for real brought the live vocals. Like, I just need the accompaniment on the, on, you know, press play on the accompaniment. I'll do the rest. I was like, Oh. Oh snap! We've got live vocals yeah. for the entire song, not just like you know. No, because oh. I was like cleaning up all my food that I cooked for this right. thing when it, by the time it came on, and I'm going, "That's not the record version." Mm-hmm. No. And I look back over, and I was like, "Oh, she's singing for real! Like for this real. is her singing, just flawless and, and effortless, effortless, effortless." That's the word. Uh, girl. So yeah, that. That I yeah, because I was like I said on our previous segment, um, I was like I'm going to go ahead and um, you know cook while I'm you know so that's what I was doing. I'm like cooking stuff, whatever. So yeah, I'm I'm only half paying attention to what's happening, and then I was like, hold on, we've got live vocals. Oh, it was that was everything. Um, so yeah, and like you said, they don't know what verses is, so their banter, they're they're. Mm-hmm. like casual banter conversation in between songs was also epic and her like just hysterical if like patty called one more singer, mariah carey a heifer oh um, my god she you said, know them heifers can sing them um, heifers can sing uh, jennifer, <laughs> jennifer uh, hudson she was like yeah jennifer hudson got up there and that heifer i was like <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, well, maybe you are my auntie because my auntie Hattie will call somebody a heifer in a second. So I was like, oh lord, that was. I was like, oh my god, that was hilarious. Oh, just to back up, back up, because I wrote down a couple of things that so I wouldn't forget. Okay. The fact that they didn't know they were live for like oh. a good five minutes while they, they were, were just like yammering like, on, like kind of like yeah. y'all gonna let us know right when we're live. They're like, you're you're live now. Like what? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh. And y'all came out. We announced y'all. It. Y'all walked out. That was it. Y'all live. That was that was so. oh, classic, classic. And then, like, they're, like, sh- the shout-outs, like, were also funny to me, too. Uh, like, okay, the heifer piece, then, like, the, like, when they shouted out Michelle and Barack. Um, okay, can I say that 
the most popular people on all the verses have been Michelle and Barack Obama because Michelle's pretty much been on all of them. Right. And they, everyone shouts her out because they're so excited that she's watching. Right. So yeah, they get shout outs. I bet. Yeah, no, it's true. It is sort of like, oh my God, Michelle and Barack Obama are tuning in. So of course that's a big deal. Oprah was yeah. tuning in. So she of course she How about Oprah and and own or the Oprah magazine? Both of them were on. I was like, okay, so Oprah on and the person okay. Yeah, so whoever everybody, doing everybody. social media is on too. Yeah. It's hysterical. And then um at Swiss Beats. That was so funny to me. Like they're like, oh, oh and Swiss Beats. Hey, Swiss. I was like, not hey, Swiss. <laughs> and and the, and the other one, and Timberland, Timberland. That yes, yeah. I was like, oh lord. It was and how they talk about their sons, telling them that they yeah. need to, you need to call to see if you can get on that versus thing. What are you talking about? What is that? What is um, where, 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 what, what, what I do now? Oh, so yeah, that was hilarious. It was classic, like, auntie conversation. Like, we're, you know, we're just, we don't, we, everything that we don't know. The flip phone, uh, the fact that Patty <laughs> has a flip phone and how you can't misdial on a flip phone. Well, she ain't lying. She ain't lying. She ain't lying. Because <laughs> you close it, you can't butt dial, you can't, you right. know, you redial by accident. So I'm not mad. Like, she has a point. But yeah, and it makes sense. Like y'all are 70, 70 plus. Of uh, course you have a flip phone or somebody's like, what's the other one called? The uh butterfly thing that like the whole people have with the giant buttons. Like, of course that's what you have. It doesn't matter that you are like, you know, have like millions. Yeah, it's not a money thing. It's not a money it's thing. A, you, I don't need this. I what I need I, this for. I, I need this headache. I don't need to figure. I need to try to figure out one more thing in my life. I've, I've no, done. bring the babies oh. over to me. The, oh, you go. I want to see the grandchildren. Okay, I'll look at my iPad. You know, like I'm, right. I'm saying, like it's just a whole lot of. Oh, that was funny. Oh, also Patty, uh, because she can't. Well, what thing? Her singing live. She can't remember the, the the lyrics to her song. She had a valid oh. point though. Some of these songs are 30, yeah. 40 years old. Yeah, I don't remember the lyrics. In it. When she told him, those ain't my lyrics, put my lyrics. <laughs> Girl, she was like, What what's this on my teleprompter? Get my, what y'all get my lyrics up there? Get my lyrics up there. I was like, Y'all gonna make Patty cut somebody? Oh, that goodness. And she was she was like, I'm dead serious. I was like, Oh yeah, she is. I was like, I was like, if anybody, No, who thought she wasn't serious? Who she wasn't? <laughs> is there somebody over there acting like she ain't serious? Because I promise you, you better get her lyrics right the next time. I sat up straight and I was like, I don't even have nothing to do with your lyrics, Miss Patty. But I, I was like, if I did, I would be they Girl, would be there was a one time when Gladys was talking to somebody off stage too. She was like, What are you guys doing over there? What are y'all doing? <laughs> I was like, Lord, what are they doing? Y'all get everyone getting in trouble. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, all these, all these, punishment off of whatever somebody's doing in the corner. <laughs> yeah, these are grandmas. Like these are aunties. These are grandmas. They are. Y'all like- cannot like they are aunties that age, but like these are somebody's grandma. And, yes. uh What you call it? It's a great grandmother. Yeah. It's not. Yes. So, girl, they like yeah. They what's that? What you doing there? What's that? Stop. Mm-hmm. Get what together. You, what's happening? I was like, oh, <laughs> folks getting. I was like, folks about to be asked to go find a switch in a minute. Oh, <laughs> I was like, 
are you gonna send him outside? What's about to happen? Yeah. Oh Lord, that was uh-huh. hilarious. I laughed. I laughed. I laughed. I have not um, cracked up, and I'm just like cooking and listening and like singing along, and then cracking up to the bit of their little, you know, all their comedy in the middle. I was. It was just the best verses ever. Like everything, it had everything. It was so. It had everything. It had banter. <laughs> it had good music. It had memories, and you know, yeah, they were just like I said. This was one of the ones again where I tell you all the verses with the black women. It's like we won. Like it's no like this person won over this person. Like we won. The listeners won. Um, yes, absolutely. Because you know, thinking of all the hits they didn't play. Right. I mean, like that, again, their career spans so many decades that right. you you can't like in an hour and a half or however long it was. Um, there's no way that you can cover it all. Um, so, yeah. So that was, you know, it was just it was just so good. It was so good. And I, well, I was glad it's just preaching in between like about <laughs> love and the light and the blessings and, you yeah. know, and sharing your some of those songs, yeah. Oh, some of those God. songs like just kind of led into that, into mm-hmm. that too. Yeah, so she just caught herself using her Sunday all all, all the way into the evening. So I know that- y'all he just didn't go to church today, so I'm gonna right. uh... <laughs> let me tell you about you know passing on the blessings and why we're here, what we're here for. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it was so good. It was so good. Oh so good. I just really enjoyed it and like uh, like uh, like I said they didn't play all the hits but like a lot of my songs my favorite songs were played some of them were like corny but like okay so um like the early songs like last night um neither one of us um like I said on and on I I um posted about that one because like I love that song again Claudine like epic mm-hmm. but like I just had like a vivid memory of like laying in the back seat of our car, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just laid out, driving through Texas somewhere, like just nothing but road, mm-hmm. and like ride in the car, like with my my parents on our like road trip to Louisiana mm-hmm. every summer, and like that was one of like the songs, like he played like the same music, like he sure. just had his music that he liked, right. so it was like Gladys Knight was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her like mm-hmm. greatest hits or whatever, and on and on was like one of those songs that I just like remember so much, and it kind of like kind of went with the drive because it's like this is just going on and on, like it's like it just kind of like flow. That's too funny. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, that was great, and I love Overboard, which is funny because someone had posted a clip of like the Different World episode where she was on. Oh, I remember that. About that. Yes. And so there's like a whole her and Delisa and Whitley like choreograph love overboard. And she was feeling that song too because she got up at her seat. Yes. 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 Kicked off her first sure. pair of shoes and then went into a pair of uh, Louis Vuittons, <laughs> um, which I was not mad at. I was not mad at. Um, and like choreography I was like come on Gladys like it was hilarious I was like oh my gosh yeah yeah well because they're consummate like old school performers so that's like in them Mm -hmm. like they you know like they might not you know all like they might need the lyrics in front of them because it's been a minute since they sang it but those Mm -hmm. 
moves were like muscle memory. <laughs> that was like, yeah, Patty somewhere over the rainbow. She just fly. I was like, there she goes. She's flying. She got fly. <laughs> She's got the wings. The wings are out. Oh my gosh, it was. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it was just so good. And then, um, then we had the just the most gracious of moments. When the one and only mm-hmm. Dion Warwick joins them on stage, and I, I was like, "Go ahead." I'm sorry. I was just like, no, I was just like, I mean, because I was like, "Who's coming?" Like, you know, I saw like Gladys kind of reaching like towards somebody, and I was like, "Who's coming on stage, girl?" When I saw it was Dion, I said, "Okay, I can't." I, <laughs> I thought maybe it was her because they mentioned her early they on. They did um in passing but I just was kind of like okay like I, I mean the way that they mentioned there are no guests yeah I was like <laughs> like I was like I don't remember there ever being a guest on any of these or hearing about a guest on any of these and then the way that they mentioned it also made it sound like oh you know there was like there was different names being thrown around about who like mm-hmm. who, the, who the verses was going to be and so here we are the two of us or whatever you know so yeah Okay, and I thought like, okay, yeah, Dion would have been good too, or whatever. So yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, oh, Dion. But I was yeah. like, Dion has like hits, but I feel like her hits are actually even more crossover than theirs to a certain extent. Because like, I feel like Patti LaBelle is like very like she, they're all crossover because they're so yeah. classic. But I feel like Dion Warwick's career was very like white. A lot of it, mm-hmm. a big part of it, because she did a lot of like Burt Bacharach. They all did, but like she did yeah. a lot of like you know Burt Bacharach, like kind of more easy listening kind of stuff. Now, let and, me, but he had brought beautiful. Donald on for the duo, that, uh, for the you know the the song that they had together. I may have passed out. <laughs> what happened? I said if they had brought Michael McDonald on for right the, the uh for patty's uh song where she uh has a duet with him what's i can't think of the name of the song on my own oh. <laughs> yes. yes. i was like okay she was cheating with the, uh, with the michael mcdonald because i was like yes oh, oh my gosh. gosh i love that that. Well, I lo- you know i'm obsessed with michael mcdonald and i am also obsessed with michael obsessed. mcdonald I love, love him. him love him so much girl i still remember that time when we met his daughter met his daughter yes girl. i will never forget that i will yes. never forget scarlet that. like i'm not scarlet mcdonald <laughs> She works at the. Uh, I tell where the girl works. Like that, we have like thousands of people who listen to this podcast that are gonna go and. Right. She oh, worked the- here years ago. She worked there years ago. Years ago, but she there. was there still when I went back. Um, oh really? Yeah, when I went with Annette and Falana like a couple of years ago, she was still there. Oh, okay, awesome. Uh, so uh, was it Area Fifty One or? It wasn't. It was next door to Area Fifty One, I think. Okay. Well, she lives. She works in like a wine, a wine um, tasting bar, wine tasting bar in Santa Barbara. There you go. Yeah. And Michael um, McDonald, who lives, has a house in Santa Barbara as well. So, <laughs> and we like just about fell off of our stools when she told us who her father was. Um, we were so excited. We were so excited. We were like, uh, you know, we had been drinking. But even if we had not been drinking, no, even if we had still been, been as enthusiastic as we were. Oh no, yeah, it it was not it was not drink uh, 
uh, motivated. It was completely like no, sheer delight at the like thought of being like one degree away from Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald. Yeah, and that's what Andrea lives for. Andrea lives for being <laughs> one degree separated from people. Like she's one degree separated from Common now. She used to be two degrees separated. Now she is one it's degree awesome. separated, and so she's so excited about that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like oh my god, like okay, I own a whole like double CD thing of, I don't know where it is now, but I owned of Michael McDonald singing Motown hits. Like I, <laughs> oh gosh, cause that he has. And I, I told his daughter that I was like, you know, he's an honorary black man. Right. And she was, Someone put on, you know, what did she say? Go ahead. She was just laughing. Like I was like, so, you know, your daddy's, a know. Black, you know, an honorary black man. And she was like, like laughing. Like it was just like, no girl, no, seriously. <laughs> Someone on versus put like during the thing, they were like, he was the first one invited to the cookout. I'm like, oh, yeah, like him yes. and Bobby Caldwell yes. and like Tina Marie were like the first ones invited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had the original yeah. invites, you know, back when there were like actual, you handed people flyers. They had the original flyers. Yeah, I, okay. I feel like this was some <laughs> of the Michael McDonald appreciation um, podcast. So let's move on. Like we, okay, suffice to say, we love him. So also, yeah. um, so love of where like okay license to kill someone was like yeah. okay how epic because okay first of all i think i listened to that song like earlier today because i was like i love that song so much which is odd because i don't even watch james bond but i always love that song i love that song and i'd forgotten that i loved it i hadn't heard it in a very long time so when it came out, i was like oh yes this i like you know it was just one of those moments where i was like oh my gosh he has so many hits you know it's yeah like, it was like one of those songs that i just sort of like had forgotten about when it came on it won it automatically came back to me and then i was oh, like I I, say every word like yeah, every word I'll say, oh, <laughs> okay again just like the memory just kicks in and then i was like right this is from the one of the 007 movies so 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 good yeah Yeah. like i was like okay you're iconic if you do a bond song like you are singing a bond song like not too many people and not too many like besides the um who did the diamonds are forever like she's black right what's her name i cannot think of her name anymore i'm sorry shirley bassey i think Mm, i don't know okay okay but like not many um I don't think black women or black people at all are um, singing. Yeah, I mean, having the theme song for a James Bond movie is a big deal. Like, you know, it's like, it's, you know, again, it's usually like the title song, you know, and whatever. So, um, and it's, it's, it's a big deal, especially just because they're international movies. Like they're movies that are going to get translated into like every language and like, you know, like play worldwide. Like it's a big deal. Okay, so I did look up Shirley Bassey is mixed. Her mother, she's English. Her mother is English and her father is Nigerian. So I take that back. So, because I know that she did Diamonds Are Forever, but she did um, a couple other Bond songs too. Mm, okay. But yeah, but like, you know, unless you know like this, like, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, I mean still like that. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a gazillion Bond movies and that's just too Yeah. Much, so. It's major, major, major. So that is amazing. Um, uh-huh. Patty LaBelle sang one of my favorite songs. It's just the sweetest love song. I love it so much. And the fact that um, Gladys Knight mentioned it, that she loved that song a lot mm-hmm. and that she dedicated her um, You Are My Friend. It's such the yeah. sweetest song and very un-Patty. <laughs> like, it's very the, Patty. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very different flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was really good too. 
Um, trying to think what else. God, there are just so many moments. Um, but yeah, and then we got, I was really happy to get two, I got uh, two versions of uh, Midnight Train to Georgia. Midnight Train to Georgia. So that was like, oh, now we're getting like to hear like the, a different, like kind of like this, like the slower, like silkier version. Um, and I was glad because I had, there was a little bit of um, technical difficulty during the first midnight train in Georgia. And I, co- I came back like best uh, Vanessa's like texting me like, did your verses go out? And I'm like, yes. I was like, I miss most of midnight. Were you watching Georgia. on Instagram or on Apple? I was watching on Instagram. Okay. So I think everyone who, like, cause I saw somebody else mentioned that, that they were like, um, IG almost made me miss, you know, mid- midnight train. And I was like, really, you know, cause on, on Apple, there was not an issue. It, it, like it went straight through. Yeah, so she was like, I missed the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, I come back and I'm at the end where she's all aboard. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I missed right. the whole thing. And I was like, I thought she was going to sing that at the end. That was kind of towards the beginning. I was like. Yeah, it was a, it was early. Yeah. So, yeah, I was hot, but I'm so glad she really did it. Yeah, Although, did. Co- Lita Re- Waith was like, we had already heard that one. I was like, girl, shut up. Girl, we quiet. This again. Be quiet. Nobody asked you. Nobody asked you. This, you clearly don't thing. know that we could hear that <sighs> several times and just be I can hear that. Just on loop the yeah, whole night. Just put it on loop quietly and sit down somewhere. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was glad mm-hmm. to get. I was just. I was. Yeah. So I heard it the whole first time and heard it again the second time. I was happy as a clam. I was like, great, get to sing along again. So, um. Yeah, it was just, it was all divine. Um, and mm-hmm. then I could not tell, did you get any, like, could you get any more insight into, uh, so, like, Patty's little side table had, like, a bunch of shoes, like, different pairs of shoes on it. But mm-hmm. I could not tell what was on Gladys's little nightstand or little, like, <laughs> little end table. I Like, it looked like a, was it? It like I couldn't t- look like some kind of like statue, but I couldn't. T- it wasn't a Grammy, so I didn't know what it was. I can't tell what's on her um, table. I just saw that they had like a towel there for her. They had a mic. towel on the mic, but then there's like there's like a decorative thing on hers. There's like two things, like a like a round cylinder thing with like a, like I said something that looked like a. A, like a gold like statue or trophy of some sort on top of it and then next to that something else so there's only like a couple of things on her table patty's table is like decorated with like different pairs of like high heel shoes and i and know she what- had a mirror um <clears throat> that she could look at too yes <laughs> So I don't know I don't know what was on hers I was very interested because like you could not tell what was on like you could see that something was on Gladys's table but I was like what is that like obviously like they're each unique to them so yeah it was hard to see so um I was kind of surprised that Patty wore like uh did you see like our Facebook friend who someone posted a um kind of a picture of them during sound check or something yeah yeah. So, like, she was wearing, like, something, like, totally different, but I thought it was, like, a little grander than the pantsuit. That she, I thought it was, like, fancier than the pantsuit that she was wearing. I know. She, she <laughs> It was really funny. I, honestly, 
I thought that their outfits were like switched off of like what I would expect from each of them, right? So like I felt like Patty had on like the it was very pretty, like a nice like elegant like mm-hmm. kind of like um, I don't know if it tied at the waist, but it definitely like there was like a cinching at the waist, like pantsuit, all black mm-hmm. or like either black or like very dark navy, every blue. Yeah, and um, a little shell underneath, like super cute, but very conservative. And then you had yeah. Gladys with like this pink sequins everywhere. So like, I was just like, they seem like their outfits were like, I would have expected them from the other one, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think like when they came for like the beginning, like that little whatever they sit down, I think they're like, oh, the other one looked at it like, oh, I think I need to switch it up. And I was like, oh, maybe I need to tone it down a little bit. Right. And like... <laughs> Right. So they both adjusted and they came back like totally different. That's that is you know what? That's so funny. That's probably exactly like, what happened. That is probably exactly what happened. Patty's like, oh, I don't want to do that to her. Let me uh tone it down a little bit. Glad's like, Mm-mm, no. You're not gonna, I'm gonna have to step it up. I'm glad no. I got my pink sequin pants <laughs> on my bus. Glad I, glad I had that in. He, because it's true she just had it handy right because like she said that she came in on the bus on her bus like she's like mm-hmm. ups- like talked about how much she loves her tour bus um <laughs> which i was just like that is hysterical so um and they said that she came in from vegas now was that because is, does gladys live in vegas uh, I thought like, she was living in North Carolina now. Like, I don't so, think she's in Atlanta anymore. Okay. Um, well, as of her, I think she was, like, in the Carolinas. I don't know, like, if she was... I know, like, she's had shows in Vegas forever, so she probably has, like, you know, a house there. She did shows in Vegas forever. So, I, yeah, she probably... That was just, the other thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. is she still performing? No, I don't think anyone's still, like, performing, are they? Well, that was my question. I was like, what was she doing in Vegas on her tour bus? I was, I, I was the, you know, that that's what brought it up. So, I don't know. But, um, yeah. So, that was my question. But, yeah, the outfits were a trip um, in terms of who had on what. Yeah, that was too funny. Because I was like, I went back to go look at those pictures again that she posted. And I was like, yeah. Which got had on her sunglasses. She was looking like Mm-mm, none of this. Oh my gosh, so so funny. Yeah, and they all looked great. And then the little like you know the the three of them harmonizing um, with um, when Dion was on there. Um, it was just yeah, it was it was magical. Mm-hmm. Just magical. It was. I'm so happy that we all got to experience that together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good. All right. So, well, we just wanted to come back on and give you guys a review because that was just a splendid evening of uh, Black excellence and Black girl magic. Okay. I'm sorry. Someone's being very petty on Facebook. Uh-oh. There's a picture of Aretha Franklin with a video camera looking, and it's like Aretha in heaven, like beautiful gowns. Did you see that interview she did? Uh uh-uh. uh. What? The beautiful gowns comment. No. They are asking her about singers, current singers. And so one of the, they were like Taylor Swift. And she said, 
beautiful gowns. So, <laughs> uh, got it. I was like, y'all, don't be messy. I think that, you know, that this was perfect. It this was, was everything. Perfect. It was everything. It was really, really just so good. And honestly, yeah. like, they definitely, like, I mean, whoever was like, producing the entire show like they had I mean whatever I don't know what happened with that blip on Instagram but in terms of like I was watching it through the Apple app and um, you know it was like they had way less technical difficulties than some of the other folks that have gotten on and like not known what to do so um, it's a it's a Instagram kind of thing like they were supposed to I thought they were supposed to fix it like kind of like at the sometimes at the hour mark a little thing happens huh. um but i thought they had like gotten this agreement with um instagram so that wouldn't happen anymore like it re like every live ends at an hour mm-hmm. but i think they got that like fixed so i don't know what happened with this but yeah i was just watching on um on instagram actually on my laptop so Okay, yeah, because I went to Instagram to the Versus page, and then, you know, in their, like, um, in their bio, they just had a link to the Apple, um, mm. so I, like, clicked on that, and that opened my Apple app, and so I was able to just watch it on that, um, which was great, because then I could just, like, able to pipe it out to all the, like, speakers in the house, so I could, like, listen to it in surround sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it was it was good stuff so um very exciting um and I, and then they usually post it on youtube after it's after it's over right yes yeah so that's already on there yeah because so if, i um was didn't miss looking it. at um yeah, go ahead sorry i said if you missed it you didn't miss it yeah because i went on there again because i started playing still playing music i was like there's songs i did not hear or I want to hear again. So, yeah, I started playing some songs. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. So this has been a special right. bonus uh, segment. Um, mm-hmm. so we can honor the uh, honor the queens. Um, the queens, the icons, the legends, and the, the pantsuits. Yeah. Pantsuits. Definitely the pantsuits. <laughs> honor the pantsuits. Oh my gosh, man. I feel like I'm, yeah, that's going to be something I'm going to have to work on for some time in the future. Pantsuits. Yep. Good stuff. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at wait tell me everything at gmail.com. <laughs>